You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 133 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by Garage Guys Patreon page. It's it's construction season. We're uh, we're under construction at Garage Guys Patreon page. We are currently uh, fixing up some things, getting everything ready for NASCAR season. Uh, got some changes coming for all you guys that are subscribed to the Patreon page. We will have some new things to share with you. So we'll be sending out a memo within the week. Uh, to let you know some things we're going to be doing different going into NASCAR season. But if you are looking to play NASCAR DFS, if you're looking to bet on NASCAR, we are going to be your one-stop shop to get your best bets and DFS rankings. Get over there today, Garage Guys Patreon page at patreon.com slash garage guys. Drew just uh, had a wild, uh, wild time watching the Clippers-Kings game. Um, you are, uh, you're a wizard magician. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I couldn't help but share some uh, info I had with you. I know you were fired up to talk to me when I immediately grabbed my phone or we were, I think we were already on mic over here, uh, linking up for the podcast. And I saw that the line had not adjusted for Kawhi Leonard randomly sitting out. And if you, um, are an NBA fan, you know, that basically they rule out players, at least a few minutes before the before tip off, and there was some sketchy business in this Clippers game, and Kawhi Leonard ended up sitting out, and I saw the money line and the spread basically had not moved at all for that news, and then I kind of combined that with Paul George just coming back from injury, and I immediately texted you or, or told you here on the mic, and ended up working out. So the Kings. Yeah. Uh, the Kings are our new favorite team in the NBA. Plus twelve twenty five odds on the money line at the Beautiful. time that I pulled the trigger. So, um, yeah, incredible night, good stuff. Uh, got some extra money to bet on the Super Bowl. So uh, appreciate that. So see, there's there's all kinds of great things that that we have stored up in our in our uh, the mind of the garage guys. So um, so yeah, that's just a little tidbit of of what uh, some of the knowledge that, that is put in to what we're trying to cook up over here. So, again, patreon.com slash garage guys. You heard here first. The results speak for themselves. The results speak for themselves, and something tells me there's going to be enough props for us to find something to to talk about in terms of what are we going to use this Kings money on. Oh, my God. So, obviously, Super Bowl 54 is Sunday. Um, On on tonight's show or today's show, we uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit of news, a couple of things that's been happening during the week on Twitter and just around the uh, the sports world. And uh, it's a Super Bowl extravaganza episode, basically. So we're going to be talking about a couple of things that have uh, kind of transpired over Super Bowl week, and we're going to get into some of our favorite prop bets for Super Bowl Fifty Four. So exciting stuff! Um, and uh, let's go ahead and dive right into this news stuff. The biggest news of the day on Thursday was the Tom Brady mystery photo on Twitter. Now, you as a New England Patriots uh, lifelong fan and Tom Brady truther, would you care to share a little insight on whether he was walking 
towards the field or away from the field? Because there's a big debate going on right now. So my theory is neither. It's um, To me, it is a paying respect to Kobe Bryant. And if you are a Kobe fan, you know the um, picture of him in the basketball tunnel where he's basically looking away in the same manner that Brady is. Have you seen that picture before? I don't believe I have, but it is not far to find because the internet exists. <laughs> Check it out and see if you think my theory could be true because we know that um, if you listen to the Garage Guys, what episode was it last time? Episode 132. Did you forget how to count? <laughs> yeah, if you listen, I forgot how to count. It must be something to do with the, the Kings bet. But if you um, – if you listen to 132, I think we talked about Brady and Kobe being kind of cut from the same cloth. Yeah, like very similar. Like it would be I, – I think what I said was if it's like if Tom Brady had passed away because of the type of person they were, the type of competitor they were. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at this photo now. But here's the kicker. I, I understand that that could be paying homage to him, but that's also a retirement photo. That's a photo of him walking away from the game. Kobe or Brady? Kobe. So that's a photo of Kobe walking into the locker room. That's him. Like That's basically his retirement. It's a Nike. It was like a Nike ad, I guess. So that's him Seriously. walking away from the game. So the, the debate is, is people can't tell which way Tom is walking. There are people, I think uh, – Kate from the Ball Blastin' podcast on uh, Twitter, she literally has went into full conspiracy mode, has photos of Tom Brady's legs and him walking in different direction and is comparing them to the actual photo. Like, she's getting deep with this shit. And so I started kind of looking at her stuff, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay, well, the way that his leg movement is here, it definitely does look like he's walking into the tunnel, away from the field. So, if even if he is paying respect to Kobe, that still could be in turn saying that he is leaving the football field. But we don't know if that means he is leaving New England's football field because it doesn't look like Gillette Stadium. And we also don't know if that means he's leaving football for good, which I just could not fathom whatsoever that he would be doing that. One thing we can agree on is that this guy's a master of um, making people click and talk about him. I mean, this is like beautiful branding and beautiful um, marketing and making people speculate, right? Yeah, he is definitely a trickster boy. Uh, that Tom Brady always likes to like do little things like that. Like he, Tom Brady's favorite TV show was definitely punked. At one point in time, he had a Von Dutch hat and probably idolized Aston Kutcher. <laughs> that, yeah, I can get behind that take. That's factual. Like he definitely is one of those guys that like that listen to a lot of like, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Eat World on the weekends. He's he's one of those fellas. Nothing wrong with that. Love some good Jimmy Eat World. But um, but yeah, he definitely is a trickster. So I don't is know. It bad if, that I'm not even taking it serious. Like, is it bad that I'm? No, I because it, like, what can you take serious about Tom Brady these days? Like, you got you got people last week. Uh, they're they're putting out the whole him and Giselle are getting a divorce rumor again. There's been the rumor about the Connecticut move. Um, you know, it's just with Tom Brady. I guess that we've just seen so much consistency. It's hard to believe that he could walk away at this point. Um, or that he could even play for another team. And we've, we've been talking about it for the past few episodes. So I, I don't personally think that, you know, it, it means anything. I think this is him just fucking with people. 
I agree. I think it's just maybe we see some sort of commercial during the Super Bowl, and this was just him putting a piece of it out there. It could be a, it could be so many different things. I saw I saw rumors today that he was in Nashville, Tennessee, um, at various schools to consider, you know, getting his kids ready to check into school in Nashville. So there's there's so many rumors out that I'm just choosing to ignore all of them, and that right. includes the picture. Like every city, like they had that that same rumor, but they just insert city of team he could play for here. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of the thing. Yeah, I think that he is just fucking with people, and that's what Tom Brady does, and that's where I'm going to leave that at. So that's that's my uh, mystery debunked. That's what I'm going to go ahead and call that as. He will be back in a uniform, and it will most likely be a Patriots one. I agree. He's getting a little bit more attention than uh, a one Phillip Rivers. Yeah, Phillip. Um, no more sexing in Los Angeles, uh, or San Diego for that matter. Phillip Rivers has moved. We've known this. Uh, but he is officially cut from the Chargers team. So any speculation, which there were probably maybe 1% of people that thought that could even be a factor, um, it's not happening. He is done. His time has been served as the Chargers. So the take that I'm getting behind now is they talk about how Eli Eli was going to be going to the Chargers. Drew Brees got cut from the Chargers. Both of those guys went on to win Super Bowls because they got cut from the Chargers. So whatever team Phillip Rivers goes to, if he continues playing, will probably win a Super Bowl. Do you want to put that team out there? you want to speak it into existence? Um, if I had to take a guess at this point, Tampa Bay Buccaneers win Super Bowl. I'm, the, I'm on the Bears. With him. You're, you're on the Bears. He would kind of be like a Jay Cutler reboot without cussing and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, a little bit less um... – I don't and and no chugging mentality. Nyquil, no yeah. chugging Nyquil. Right. Yeah, can't have way it. way more involved with like wanting to have sex and way less concerned about acting like you don't care about anything. Big time. Chicago's a good sex town too. Um, so I mean, I know that he could probably have a really good time. You know, they got that big like uh, whatever it's called, the big like silver uh, bean looking thing that's in the middle of uh, Chicago. I'm not cultured uh, of Chicago whatsoever, so I have no idea what that statue's called. But I could totally see him and his wife making like their 37th child under that thing. So I'm not going to lie. If he goes and plays for the Bears, then I'm definitely going to try to go see a game when I, you know, I go to the, I go to Chicago for work pretty frequently and I actually caught a Cubs game. So my next, next thing on my list is, is the Bears and Phillip Rivers over uh, Mitchell Trubisky would be nice. Yeah. Um, one thing's for sure. Uh, AP will have a, uh, a Rivers Bears jersey before he goes. Shout out AP. Shout out to AP. Jersey man. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think he goes to Tampa. He's already moved to Florida. I don't know why else he would move to Florida. It's just, I don't know, is he from Florida? I'm not sure, but taking it one step further, I'll just go and change the subject. Where will Jameis go if Phillip Rivers does that? Just a little. I, I, could, see, I could maybe see Jameis going to, uh, to, to the Bears. That that would be that would be kind of like I mean See, I, it sounds like Matt Nagy's kind of guy. Eh. Yeah, I thought we pretty much already ruled in that Trubisky was going to stay, but I guess now it's just like who cares? It's just like it's he speculation season. Is. It is speculation season. I think Trubisky will be there. I don't have any doubt in my mind. I think that that's going to be all talk and all hype. Um, so I typed in rivers from Florida. Um, the Suwanee River is in Florida. St. John's River. Uh, 
the Withahoochee River, the Apachaloka River, the Santa Fe River, no Phillip Rivers though. So there's a lot of rivers in Florida. Don't think that uh, Philip was from there originally. But shout out to all the rivers that are in Florida. There's a lot of channels out there. Um, let's go from there to another uh, old dog in the league that is uh, has been released or parted ways mutually with a team. Greg Olson, tied in for the Carolina Panthers, is no longer a Carolina Panther. Big shocker of my day. Um, Greg's just one of those guys that like you, you're supposed to live forever in a Panthers uniform. It seems that way. Um, I personally don't think that he's going to return to the game because of his, because of his uh, injuries that he's had, you know, he's had some ups and downs. I think that he definitely has a little bit in the tank left. We might see something like a Jason Witten thing happen with him if he goes into broadcasting. But you have a different take, and yours may be a little bit more lucrative for uh, some fans that live uh, – so, uh, let's just call them what they are – some mass holes. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, and tell, them, tell them your theory on where Greg Olson's going to end up. Yeah, this is a um, bias aside, but we know, like, the one of the big holes in the Patriots offense was receivers and tight ends and uh, Ben Watson stepping away, or I think he's stepping away. I guess he could change his mind. But it's not like Ben Watson really had that position on lockdown. And then, obviously, with Kronk leaving a year and a half, two years ago, it's there's a void there. And Greg Olson probably is the type of guy that could mesh with someone like Tom Brady very quickly. I don't think that would take, like, a – extended period of time but do you think the Panthers moving on from him was more of a I don't think it was really a knock against Greg Olson it was more of they've probably just ready to move on to Ian Thomas <clears throat> They're kind of just a it's a new franchise right now yeah it's a whole new team and that's what I see you know you got a whole new coaching staff coming in there uh, with Joe Brady Matt Rule they want to create something of their own they don't want to – I don't think they want to have anything with Rivera to do with that team. And they're just going – I mean, they, they have the whole Cam thing still up for debate. I see Cam moving on. Um, it's just going to be a whole new ball ball game in Carolina. So, I think except that's really – Yeah, except for McCaffrey. You, you can't let him go. Or DJ Moore. You know, they're, they're a part of that new system there. And I think that it's going to be a good system. I think it's going to be a great system, actually. It's worrisome for Saints fans. Um, because I really do think that with what they have, especially with Joe Brady as OC, they've got a really good shot at, at putting together something amazing. Um, so That's some big pieces, though, man, that are not there. I think the big one is Luke Keekley for me. That's a big loss. Yeah, they're just going to have to make it up somehow in the aggregate, you know, going into, right. uh, going into the draft season. I think that they need to focus a little heavier on defense. And um and that that should be their deal. And and whenever draft season gets a little bit closer, I'm sure we'll have a a lot of opinions on who could end up on that team, just like every other team that's in the league. So, lots to stay tuned for, um with with what we have coming up with NFL draft season. But we gotta get to the Super Bowl first, of course. Um, but one one last little bit of news, moving on from Greg Olson. Uh, that was it's kind of controversial. There's been a lot of controversy, obviously, in the NFL lately. You know, Antonio Brown's been a big story. The Tom Brady thing's been a big story. Um, but this is something that hasn't really been talked about a lot. And it sucks because it, it involves, you know, the team that I'm a fan of. But I feel like it should be brought to attention. So uh, the Saints are being investigated right now, are members of the Saints organization, for helping uh, – 
I guess like uh, the Catholic church in a pedophilia case. Um, and they help shape the acute and accused clergy list, like some, some victims. I, I don't really understand a whole lot about it. I did a little bit of research on it, but supposedly um, there was a, uh, I want to say like two dozen sexual abuse claims against the archdiocese uh, of New Orleans. And somebody in the NFL front office, like used an NFL email and was like sending stuff back and forth with that. And that's kind of how they, they, they connected the dots. But, um, but we know that Gail and Tom Benson were very involved in the Catholic church. So this is just kind of like really worrisome because like they're trying to like help out this this deal or whatever and i mean i guess that can tie into faith but my main question is is do we tie this to more of people in the office involved or do we make this about the entire team which is kind of where the media is shifting it to this whole story just seems super weird to me and it's sketch dude it's sketch and it's one of those stories that if it doesn't completely go away soon then you're going to start a I don't want to say you assume people are guilty, but I feel like you're already kind of thinking something's up. And uh, the more that we find out, the probably uglier this is going to get, right? Yeah. So it, it's it's not good. It's not getting the media attention that it should be right now, though, because this is a big deal. Like this is a really big deal. Um, supposedly, basically, what it's saying is that the Saints appear to have had a hand in determining which names should or should not have been included on the pedophile list. And for a football organization to be determined that, ironically, named the Saints. Um, that that's the that's kind of like, and, and it's nothing to make light of whatsoever when it comes to this kind of shit. But like, it's just it's funny how ironic that is. But uh, <clears throat> supposedly they, they had to have known about the specific allegations of sexual abuse against the priest and made a judgment call about whether the allegations by a certain victim um, was legitimate enough to warrant being included on that list. So it's a, it's a weird, weird situation. Like it's something that I don't think, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. Like, of course, like we've seen in college with the Sandusky shit with the, pedoph the pedophilia or whatever you want to call it. But this is like on a whole nother level. So how long has this been out there? At least a week now. And it's just now starting to really kind of get stirred up on Twitter. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I don't think it's going to be much longer before this turns into a really big deal and uh, could, could even bleed into the 2020 season. Do you not think that – I say you're, you're confident in what you've read and what you've seen. You don't think there's any chance this is some sort of um, fake news or anything like that? No, I, I, I mean, I really can't say that I do because, I mean, just from reading and researching and just, just from just knowing how, you know, public Gail and Tom were with the Catholic Church, I mean, there's obviously people that they've hired that are working for that organization – that are right there with them in the know with this stuff. There are probably people that go to these churches that work for this organization, but it's like my, my whole thing is like trying to connect the dots on like what is laying behind this for the saints? Like, why are they tying themselves up? Why is a football team tying themselves up with a church? Yeah. It's like nothing to gain a ton to lose. So why is it happening? Yeah, there's obviously something bigger going on 
in this situation. And I'm going to do more research and study on it. You, the listener, should be looking into this as well for yourselves. Make your assumptions. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, tweet us, you know, at GGFS Podcast, at Garage Guy Chase, and at Drew Dean. And, you know, let's discuss and figure this shit out. Because, I mean, it sucks me being a Saints fan. But, like, at the same time, like, anything that has to do with, like, like pedophilia, like, I don't fuck with that. I'm a dad. Um, I've known people that have been, you know, molested as children that are adults now and, and the struggles that they go through in everyday lives. So it's like, I definitely like, I just, that's just one thing I don't fuck with. There's literally like people that will murder you in prison the moment you get arrested for that shit. And I applaud them. So that's how I roll. But uh, yeah, just a very weird situation going down for New Orleans. Had to get a little serious about that because it's just something that's not add up here. So I'm sure we'll see more developed from it. All right. Nothing serious to talk. Uh, let's go to what everyone's ready for. So Super Bowl extravaganza episode 133 is officially the Super Bowl extravaganza episode. Uh, do we have a disclaimer? I don't have any disclaimers. Anything we talk about here is for entertainment purposes and only entertainment purposes only. I thought uh, that was a given. Yeah, so, well, if you don't know, now you know, in the words uh, of Biggie Smalls. R.I.P. to the homie, Notorious B.I.G. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to talk about some prop bets. We're going to talk about what me and Drew are probably going to end up taking, uh, what might make you some dollar bills, what might not make you some dollar bills. And, of course, we have a couple of storylines to get into about the Super Bowl. So, First thing you got to talk about, it's always electric <coughs> to have Andy Reid. Excuse me. It's always electric to have Andy Reid in Miami under any circumstances because obviously he wears Hawaiian shirts in the blistering cold. So it's just he's going to just continue to wear them. And now you're in Miami wearing Tommy Bahama. It fits. I'm pretty sure he's wore the same shirt all week long. And the entire Chiefs team got off of the plane all wearing hawaiian shirts which was amazing there's nothing cooler than that so just had to say that that was one of like the really cool things i love would you rock a tommy bahama shirt true i would if i was in their situation and before we move on too much further i do want to say that a move like this is something that makes you think oh they gotta this this moves the needle for you in terms of who you think can win the game yeah, so for me, obviously, you guys know a big Jersey guy, big judge of character on the, the confidence level, the swagger of a team. Um, it's not any surprise that the Chiefs are favorited um, in this game. But you just got to think, like, from the standpoint of Andy Reid, from the standpoint of Patrick Mahomes, uh, from how the defense has leveled up, like – they get favorited because like they've been here, they've been in the playoffs for the past couple of years. I don't I mean, It's been a good many years now that the chiefs have made the playoffs, I believe. Um, so I think that that is definitely a factor into why they're favorited because you've got a team. <laughs> like you saying the, favored or favorited? Favorited. I'm saying favorited. Okay. I want to say favorited. You can, you can continue. Can I say, can I say favorited? You can say whatever you want. I just was making sure I, I was hearing that correctly. Yeah, I mean, I know favorite is the correct term, but I want to say favorited. So they're being favorited. Really hard. And it's only a point and a half. So really, it, it, I mean, it's, this game is as close as it gets. When you see a spread like this, right, it's, it's, it's a basically a toss-up. But Right. Still favorited. They are favorited. They're America's favorites right now. 
like everyone in America, I'm pretty sure is rooting for the Chiefs, except for Californians. Are are the 49ers like the most disrespected dominant team? I mean, I people of, de- of this year, yes. Of this year, and just if you look at people wanting to bet against them, like against the spread, they've been doubted throughout the regular season, throughout the playoffs. I mean, I think just recently people were backing the Packers to beat them on the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was I was one of the people that took the the Packers money line. Who knew? You know, <laughs> I was gonna let that slide. I was gonna be like, we're moving on. And yeah, uh, we have moved on, but you know, you got to be able to look back and laugh at yourself sometimes. That's true. And he just believed in the in the Aaron Rodgers' knee. Honestly, I did. I did. I thought he was gonna be like like hardcore on some morphine or something, but it didn't happen. He was sober. You needed him to get injured technically, and you'd have been okay. Pretty much. We chose if Khalil Mack would have been on that team, it would have happened. But it didn't. But they had Nick Bosa. But it didn't work. But um But you're ready to get back at the 49ers again, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um I mean, honestly, this just comes down, like you said, it's like let's be real. It is such a close game. Uh both of these teams have a very good shot at winning. Uh they're they I mean, after all, they're the two best teams in the NFL. Um, to get this far. So let's be real there. And, you know, so it's, uh, it, it is, it's, it's essentially a coin flip. So I think that it just kind of goes down. These types of games come down to like, what do you feel is the best thing to do? What do you think is the best move to make? And as a bet as simple as, you know, the money line, that, that really just comes down to who you truly think is going to win the game. You know, you can do all the analysis in the world, but it's so close. It's like, what, plus two? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's like plus two for – I think people are yeah. – I think people are hanging their hats on just Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Like a lot of people, that's – they might say – they might make their argument in one fashion or might go into deep analysis or they might not. But at the end of the day, they're basically saying, hey, 49ers probably have a little bit better defense, might be a little bit more well-rounded. But at the end of the day, it just seems like this is Patrick Mahomes is taking taking a bull his, by the horns. Right. I mean, he's he's the new face of the NFL if he wins the Super Bowl. Right. Like it's we all know it's him and Lamar Jackson at this point. Like they're the they're the top dog quarterbacks right now. And uh and and they're But he's gotta go win it. Yeah, he does. If Patrick Mahomes can't win this, then he's just he's just a kid and life is a nightmare. So, um, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, even if Jimmy Garoppolo wins, he didn't win this game. That was, that was all Kyle Shanahan and the defense that won that game. That's the way I look at it. We'll see. I think, I think Garoppolo has what it takes to, is capable of winning this game. I honestly do because from what I've seen with the Chiefs defense, they're more than capable with uh, Chris Jones of stopping the run. So I don't think this is going to be your, and, if you've listened to this podcast, which I'm assuming you have for week over week, I've been very, very complimentary of the 49ers defense and what they're capable of doing. Um, and I don't think – and the, the 49ers run game as well. I don't think that this is one where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get to hand the ball off 30 times. I think he's going to have to pass some. Yeah, you'll, you'll definitely see a lot of that. And, I mean, dude, honestly, like there, there is a good case to be made for both teams to, to, to win the game. You know, <laughs> I could sit here and go into my crazy banter of why I think that each team will win. 
but um, you know, we are limited on these podcasts as to how much time we can sit here, but I could probably go into a lot of that. Like just real quickly, like one factor for the 49ers, they just seem kind of, they're, they're a very well put together team. They're a different looking team and they could just be like one of those teams that go down in history as like the, most unlikely team that no one ever would have thought would win a Super Bowl. And there have been a couple of teams like that. Um, and that's one reason on my end. And then for the Chiefs, of course, it's just the new face of the NFL quarterback. Andy Reid's never won a Super Bowl. It's his time. He deserves it. There's, there's different things on each side. But um, I, I just personally am, am going to go – I'm going to roll with the Chiefs and – it's just hard. And I've said it in the yep. past three episodes. You don't, I, I don't know. Cause like I'm cool with either team winning this thing. I really truly am. And like, and I hate that because I always want to have a team that I want to pull for. Like I, I want to be like, I want this team to beat that team in this match. It's just like, we're, I'm just here for the party. That's it. Well, we're on the same side. So that's cool. Cause we were not on the same side for the, NFC and AFC championship games. No, I'm, and that I'm was cool. My original pick. Yeah, we could argue. The arguing was fun, but I got not a lot of arguing right now. <laughs> I got to stick with the. I think you would agree that since I called the Super Bowl matchup and and the Chiefs winning it, I should probably stick with that. I'm not yeah, you should. You called this matchup. You said the Chiefs win it. You got to stick with your guns. And I'm obviously hopping on board at this point because I've said it before. I'm pulling for Andy Reid. I want to see Andy Reid get the SB. Would you agree? I'm with you because I'm a big Andy Reid fan. Would you agree, though, that the Chiefs can't do what they've been doing recently, which is fall behind early? They, they, they can't do the, the whole thing where they're down. Four, I can't see the 49ers defense pulling what the Texans did where they just have a complete meltdown. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously, it's a Super Bowl. Energy levels are going to be higher. It's, it's choke or, or go hard. We've seen some teams choke in the Super Bowl in years past, i.e. the Rams. Got to love it. So I don't necessarily think that that's going to be the case in this game, but I will agree that if they fall behind, it's going to be very tough because if you give that 49ers defense momentum, they are very good at holding on to it. Shout out to the clock. Shout out to the clock. But, yeah, they're very good at holding on to momentum if you give it to them. A lot of people are floating and moving towards hitting the over. I think when I last did my research, and you, you can check out my, my article on the Patreon uh, website to get my full details on the DFS slate in the game. I'll have my picks up. But last time I checked, this was probably on Wednesday, um, I think like 70% of the bets were on the over, and the over had moved. So some people are anticipating, obviously, a shootout. Um, I don't know where you fall on the over-under, but – that's just interesting that I wanted to bring up. Yeah, it's right now it's at 54 and a half. Um, you know, me personally, it, it's definitely possible. Um, I, with, with the run game that San Francisco have, if they get hot on that and Jimmy G is forced to pass, which he will be, Mahomes is going to do what he's got to do to make it work. And we know Mahomes can rack up points very quickly. Um, the thing that, that I like about, I love George Kittle. Uh, for the 49ers, and you're looking at a DFS play right there, like Kittle, uh, the Chiefs defense is not that great at covering the tight end. Uh, so he's definitely somebody to look into. That's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, and he hasn't had that breakout game in the playoffs yet, right? Because they've just been running right. the ball. And so, like, of all games, like, this would be the best game for him to do that. Because, I mean, how like, 
I don't think it could be more fitting to if the Forty ers win the game for like Kittle to be like the MVP. It would just it would be so fitting. That would be like the way that I would want to see it happen because it would just be like that uh, that new wave energy type player, you know, just wild, insane wild boy coming in and just like I don't know, it's just a new different energy. Like this this year is so different. This has been one of the most different NFL seasons that I feel like I've had um, since I've been watching football. And it's it partially due to just the personalities and partially due to the, you know, the, the flux of new players coming in. But it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely was hoping we wouldn't have these two teams in this, in this game, but they're here. And it's just, it's tough. It's tough for me. I love both of these teams equally. Yeah. It's uh, pretty cool to see the best two tight ends in the game, make it to the Super Bowl. So I, I will note that. I mean, I don't know the last time we saw where we could say the best two tight ends in the team were. Yeah, and that makes it even harder for me, Drew. You know how big of a tight end guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is the two best tight ends, like, in the league. Like, literally, going head-to-head. This is not the Super Bowl. This is the tight end bowl. This is what this is. So it's just like I'm pulling for both of them. It's I hate this. I fucking hate it, dude. Like. I cannot think of a Super Bowl that I have just hated more and loved more at the same time. It sucks. It sucks right. that one of these teams has to lose. And one of these coaches because we like both coaches yeah. as well. Yeah, it just it sucks. This is a tough one. This is the toughest Super Bowl in all 27 of my years. I will say that. Like the, you know, as far as just like, like knowing that someone's going to have to go down here. I don't know. It sucks. But I like um, that we have the best two teams, the only other – Teams you put you can put in there is the Ravens and the Saints. They're probably up there, but it's it's cool to me though that we're getting this this matchup where it's basically going to come down to who um, I guess can push their game style and their momentum on the other opponent because we know what the 49ers are, we know what the Chiefs are, and I get the I get the idea that if you back the the pack uh, the Chiefs or the 49ers you're going to be feeling really good or really bad one quarter into the game because you're going to be able to watch it and you're going to say, hey, the 49ers are running the ball well, or hey, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is already clicking. I get the feeling that this is not going to be something where you are still trying to figure out who's going to win the game three quarters into it. Now, I hope it stays competitive. Um, I just, I'm talking about from sheer, from like a betting perspective, from a sheer how you feel internally – we're going to know very quickly if it's going to be a shootout or a struggle to move the ball. Right, right. And hey, that's – I don't know which that. one. I don't know which one, but we're going to know quickly. Right. It's tough. Dude, But we, we can literally talk about it all night long. It, it's just – it's going to come down to just you pick your team, pick the one that you think is has got the best chance to win, which is already hard as it is, and just go with your gut on it. I, I hate to have to say that when it comes down to betting. But like it's literally that close. Or just log on to Patreon and that would we do. Yeah, or you can do that as well. And so the with props that, are gonna be fun, right? Right. Here's some here's some other factors to to put into play. George Kittle was actually bullied by one of the Chiefs players, Anthony Hitchens. Bullied him at Iowa, was like like break into their rooms, like throw footballs at him and stuff. So he's out for revenge. So there's another thing that you can put into to play for how you're going to make your picks, because you got an angry George Kittle. That's uh, that's pretty scary stuff. And was Hitchens, he joking when he said this? Was this like an interview or was he being serious? 
No, I, I really don't know if he's being serious or not because, like, Hitchens has come out and said, like, three days ago that he didn't pick on him at Iowa, but Kittle says that he bullied him a bit. And it was, like, a lighthearted accusation, supposedly. Hmm. So, um, but he did say he's looking forward to going after him uh, in this game. So, a little some, something extra to note. And then um, also, too, I mean, just going back to the Hawaiian shirts deal. I mean, like, come out with that kind of energy, like, you know. It's got, like, the spirit of all the Hawaiian surfer gods. So, those are two things to keep in mind on each side. Let's get to the fun stuff. Props. We've got about uh, three props here that are just wild props. Um, really have nothing to do with the game whatsoever. And then we've got uh, we got two props each that have to do with the game that we want to talk to you guys about before we uh, let you go and get you ready for the weekend to enjoy the game. First one uh, you brought up to our attention, which I think is going to be – this is the, definitely the sexiest prop pick that we have. Uh, J-Lo and Shakira will twerk during the halftime performance. Uh, plus 170 for yes, minus 250 for no. Yeah, this one definitely caught my attention just because it's – every prop season I try to find some of the wildest ones, and this definitely – fit to that criteria in terms of what we think will happen i mean no way well i don't want to say no way but i kind of find it hard to believe that both of them will simultaneously <clears throat> or twerk or maybe they don't have to do it at the same time so yeah so that, that that's my my next question define twerk so the definition of twerk per this bet is both must twerk for yes to be graded the winner Twerk is defined as a dance move involving thrusting hip movements and a low squatting stance. So maybe taking a dump. Right. So, so almost pooping on stage. Um, yes. It's a tough one. It's definitely tough because that's something that I would not want to see happen at halftime. Um, especially while you're like in the middle of eating like nachos and shit. Would not be cool. I, will, I will support Shakira <clears throat> and J-Lo twerking. Yeah, I will do that 100%. So let's put a little bit of analysis into this before we get to our next one. Um, for one, we, we already know Shakira, her hips don't lie. So that is a given. That, that is something that is like, that's a freebie right there. Stone cold fact. That's a stone cold fact. We also know that J-Lo has one of the nice sasses in the game. Um, and she's had it for years yeah. now. She really is one of the OGs. I mean, she's, Years and years and years. Yeah, she's just Jenny from the Bronx, okay? So, you know, we got Jenny from the Bronx. Shakira's hips don't lie. These are two women of ethnic background that have the butt. You know, they definitely got butt on them. Um, so, with that being said, there is a very good chance that we might see a little, you know, a little rump shaking going on. Or as Cardi B would say it, shake a little ass. You know, make a little cash. So there's definitely if Cardi B was on here, dude, I'm pretty sure that like the odds on this would be like minus 300 for yes. Right. So these are two very classy women that have been in the game of ethnic background. Uh, it, it's possible. It, there would definitely be like they, they're definitely the type of women that would like do it and then just kind of like giggle embarrassingly a little bit and then get back to the performance. So I agree. Uh, if this was a if this was a either or, then I think yes would be the way to go. Both makes me nervous. Yeah. So, just food for thought there on that one. 
Um, the next one we have is gay couple in a commercial. So this is one that I picked out. It's 2020. Uh, there are TV shows of, of a gay family. So this is my analysis on this one. Modern family has a gay couple. It is a very big show on, uh, I want to say it's either CBS or NBC. And if I'm not mistaken, the Super Bowl is being aired on CBS. Or no, is it Fox? We got Joe Buck and Troy Aikman announcing. That's Fox. Right. Okay. So if Modern Family is aired, if, if Modern Family is aired on Fox, I don't watch that show. We need to see this right now. We're looking this up as we speak. We're doing a search. Modern Family looks to be an ABC show. <clears throat> so it's, it's up in the air. But if we see a Modern Family TV ad getting ready to come up for a new season, there would definitely be a gay couple in that commercial. This is an easy one. Minus, it's minus 280 for yes, plus 220 for no. You got to put up a little bit of money, but I feel like it's free money. Yeah, and, and outside of your TV show possibility, there's also the, just a random commercial that could reference a or insinuate a gay couple or um, even – I just I, there's so many different ways this can happen, right? That's the reason why it's yes minus 280 and not plus 280. There's, exactly. There's just so many ways that I can see this happening and with it being this – do you remember though? Could you even have a sharp enough memory to remember last year's Super Bowl if you saw something like this? Because even if we saw it, I don't think we would even acknowledge it because it's just so normal now to see that type of stuff. Yeah, um, it's uh, it, it's it's just so easy to to see. I can't remember exactly like uh, when there was one, um, but I definitely know that I've seen them uh, at some point in time. Probably started seeing a lot of them around. Uh, I don't know, 2013, 2014. Uh, so that was when everything kind of started getting to where that the whole, you know, a bit more mainstream. Yeah, it's cool to be gay. It's okay, whatever. So obviously, there's like stuff that go way back. You can look it up on YouTube. That there's all kinds of different things. So uh, Toyota has had one in 2012. Hallmark had one at some point in time. I don't know. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. So yeah, craft craft has featured a same sex couple. So it's, it's everywhere, but yeah, that's why the odds are the way they are. I feel like it's free money and that's why I'm rolling with that one. Um, our third prop bet that we have. Oh boy. Is one that you brought to my attention, which is the ultimate lock. It is the ultimate lock. And like you said, if it's not someone it's paid them off, it is completely rigged. So it's safe to say we're going to have a segment on the next episode where we recap this and we're either going to be really, really happy or talking about conspiracies about what happened because in light of all the news with the Patriots and the speculation around Tom Brady, like this just adds fuel <laughs> to the fire. But the bet essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, is will either announcer Joe Buck or Troy Aitman mention the word Patriots? That That, that is an absolute lock. Yeah, I mean, they're going to at least – my first thought was they're going to make some corny joke about how the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl this year and they're getting to announce about somebody else. If that doesn't happen, then you have the sheer fact of Tom Brady either finding a new team or returning to the Patriots or even retiring being brought up. 
there's just so many different ways we can get there. And to me, this should be more like a yes minus 500. And I think it's yes minus 300. So yeah, $300. And you missed the most obvious thing. Jimmy G played under Tom Brady for years. Right. Super obvious. They're, he's, they're definitely going to have some type of conversation about him, especially all it's going to take is him to get like, you know, two really good touchdown throws. And they're going to talk about what he could have learned from Tom Brady. It's, it's, it's inevitable. This is, if, if it doesn't happen, someone paid somebody off and there should be lawsuits. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And that's a really good point about Jimmy Garoppolo an obvious point that I forgot there, but I did see on Twitter that uh, he mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo mentioned during all the media coverage for the Super Bowl that he said as much as 50% of the questions that he's been asked as just in total, which is probably all day, every day, media coverage, 50% of those questions have had Tom Brady in them. Right. I I saw that tweet today. Yeah. So he literally like he's still living under Tom's shadow as a starting quarterback on the other side of of the country. Right. It's, It's crazy. So yeah, it's, it's a no brainer. That's the easiest bet. I feel like of this entire crazy prop betting slate that you have pretty much so there's so many more that you can go check out on all the different sports books online so definitely do that um but getting more onto the game side of things the two that i like uh the most is come down to the first touchdown of the game automatically i feel like san francisco is going to find a way to score first and the two guys that i'm taking i feel like it's going to be uh we've seen a lot of run touchdowns first off for the 49ers, I think this is going to be a wide receiver touchdown. You got Kendrick Bourne, first touchdown of the game at plus 1,200, and Debo Samuel at plus 600. I strongly feel like it's going to be one of those two guys. Um, and you cannot pass up those odds on Kendrick Bourne, mainly because they. I feel like you always want to go to, like, that guy that you least expect whenever you're going into, like, you know, your first drive or you're trying to, like, you know, make something happen. You want to be a little bit tricky. Shanahan is a trickster. We know this. Um, he wants to find a way to really throw off his opponent. He can't do it as good as the Ravens can, obviously, but he can still do it pretty decently. So I think that we could see somebody like Kendrick Bourne get into the end zone first, and those odds being at plus 1,200, you know I really like that shit. <laughs> Plus, that means, you know, you don't have to risk very much. If you lose, you don't really sweat it. So, right. that's one pro of taking Bourne. And I'm always on board for, for Bourne. He's been one of my favorite DFS value plays for quite some time. And, um, you know, he's still kind of an unknown and somebody that obviously has those, those nice odds. But one thing I, I have to say, and I think you'll agree, that outside of George Kittle, I mean, George Kittle's who you think of as their red zone target, but Kendrick Bourne has emerged as like a red zone target. They use him. They're looking for him in the red zone now, Yes, which is crazy. Yeah, so. he's, he's definitely taken on that role. Um, and for him to take that on is, uh, is a big thing. And so for him to have the odds that he has, I mean, I, obviously it's the first touchdown of the game. I get it. Um, and I'm sure that the, that line is a lot smaller probably for just, you know, touchdown in general. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I dig it. Uh, that's right. What do you got as far as uh, as far as your uh, your in game picks? Yeah, so I'll talk a little like I guess strat a little more strategy before I get to my pick. But if you're somebody that uh, isn't doesn't like risk or is a little bit more on the cautious side, consider putting maybe five dollars on Bourne to score the first touchdown, and 
then maybe putting 10 to 15 on him scoring at any time touchdown. So you're kind of getting both there. See what I'm saying? Right. Um, if you want that approach, if you believe Chase is take on Bourne, and I, I support taking taking a few chances on some of these guys to, to score for sure. Um, my favorite play just from a sheer game point of view is not to, not those odds that you're getting with Bourne by any means, but now Damian Williams just getting to the end zone at any point. And this could come through the air, or it could, I mean, obviously it could come through the air with, or through a rushing touchdown. But I like the idea of um, Pat Mahomes having to dump down to to Damian Williams because we know how impressive this 49ers defense is, and naturally they're going to be gravitating towards Hill and Kelsey. So you can get Damian Williams minus 140, maybe even a little bit better. You shop around different places and find the best number, but Damian Williams to score. A touchdown in this game might come through the air, but either way, doesn't matter if he gets in the end zone. Yeah, I'm I'm backing that 100 percent too. We've seen him uh, really kind of step up in the playoffs since he's been back healthy again. You know what I just thought about that really sucks? How bad it must be to be Lashawn McCoy to like just want to get to a Super Bowl and then be hurt and not be able to play. Is he not? Is he not active at all? I don't believe so. Last I checked, he was hurt, um, and he's not going to be able to play in the game. I mean, he's on the team, but it's like that's that's heartbreaking almost. Yeah, that's tough, but I, I've read some quote from him that said that while it's been like an up-and-down and frustrating year for him, he has found some satisfaction in just being on the team and being a team player. So hopefully he at least has some peace of mind. But you're right. No, it's 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 got to be frustrating for, for these. These guys are ultra competitors. So, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, so they've already – people have come out and said he has no plans to retire, but it's just good that he's back with Andy Reid. You know, he loves, he loves Andy Reid. He's played with Andy, obviously, in the past. So, and it's, it's cool to see those two be back together from, like, their old Philly days. But props to Andy Reid, too, for being able to kind of eliminate his bias. And they've been a much better team when they've let Damian Williams be the workhorse. I mean, lately he doesn't even leave the field. Right. Know, like, I, I'm not saying LaShawn McCoy's a bad player, but – it's pretty apparent if you watch Sean McCoy play and Damon Williams play that who's the better back right now. I'm actually going to backpedal a little bit because it looks like he will be in, but he'll have a limited role. Um, yeah, I thought he was active. He had a little small injury, but from some of the stuff I've read, it's been a little vague on if he's out with injury or out because he's been phased out. So if he's playing this week, he might be a little bit healthier and could be a decoy role where he – he might play. I, uh, I I have to go ahead. Now that I know 100% that he's in, now that this news has just came to me, you've got to think that Andy tries to stack something up to at least maybe get him a touchdown if they're really close. Or, uh, See, I don't like think that. so. I think Reed's – based on what I've seen, man, they've – this is fully Damian Williams' show. And we've seen him get a quick breather here and there. But, I mean, when's the last time McCoy saw action? It's It's been a minute. Like that was like early in the season. Yeah. We know though, one thing with Andy Reid, if, if Damian Williams fumbles or if he is not producing, then they have no problem throwing another receiver in there. I mean, another running back in there because at the end of the day, this is, this is Patrick Mahomes' show. So they don't mind going interchangeable with running backs if they have to. I feel like it's just kind of like if you're up like a, by a lot, like let's say like, like okay, let's refresh. The Chiefs are up by like four touchdowns. I can get behind your theory then, 100%. Yeah, like LaShawn gets in there for like a goal line touchdown or something. 
I agree with that. I just don't think that they want to. They're not going to risk it if they're like down by like a touchdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they would risk it then. But if they're up by a good bit and they're pretty comfortable or it's getting, you know, towards the ass end of the game, I could see it happening just because John McCoy he's always wanted to, you know, it's it's a dream for every player, but it's, I I feel like it's, it's pretty special for LaShawn. For sure. But yeah, well, that's been it. That's been the episode. We're excited for the Super Bowl. Getting ready to watch it. Where are you watching the bowl at, by the way, Drew? So we have some plans with some friends here in Nashville. Probably going to watch it at their house. And I'm actually going to go play top golf before. So that'll be – it's going to be a fun day. Good around. exercise. I will be in Baton Rouge. Nice. Louisiana for the, uh, for the Super Bowl. So it's going to be – Family, friends, or – Going to be chilling with some old buddies from college. Going to have nice. a good time. Uh, we, we've kind of been planning it out for this this week. So – uh, I'm sure we'll have. I'll have picks up on Instagram and everywhere else on social media. Drew will probably have the same. You've Got to show us your top golf score. I have never played top golf. I need to. Do they even have scores? Yeah, it's basically like take golf and take the idea of like an arcade game and just mesh it into one. Okay, so I'm going to tell them we need to go to Top Golf in Baton Rouge. So while you're in Top Golf in Nashville, we'll be in Baton Rouge Top Golf. There you go. All right, so that, that's going to happen. So we're going to Top Golf and Super Bowl. Let us know what you're doing for the Super Bowl. Let us know what you're eating and cooking by tweeting us at GGFS Podcast. Tweet me at Garage Guy Chase, or you can get a hold of Drew at Drew Dean. It's been real. Any questions that you have, we have answers for you. You know where to find us and follow us. Sports, party, repeat. Uh, you niggas gonna end up in a hurry. You niggas gonna end up in a dirt. Just had to make it work. Work and these for niggas just gonna make it work. Work. Oh, oh, oh. enemy arms. How that's an enemy arms. Take down the enemy's army. Take down the enemy's army. How that's an enemy's arms. How that's an enemy's arms. I wish the enemy hard. Bitch, I'm a star. Four little whipping, I'm whipping this car. I might just park in the yard. Catch the eyes like an I rip them apart. Fuck it, I got no heart. Turn on emotions, I live in the dark. I don't know why, but that bitch left me scarred. I don't know why you just ain't play your part. Now you focus on wishing me hard. Fuck it, right the bare arms. I keep that stick on me arms. Under the enemy arms. I cannot fall under the enemy arms. Under the enemy arms. Under the enemy arms. You niggas gonna end up in a hurry. You niggas gonna end up in a dirt Different yeah, trenches had to make it work And these four niggas just gonna make it worse Worse Four I'm in this bitch with the gang I'm in this bitch with the gang I'm in this bitch with the gang Tell we gon' let it bang Trouble we gon' let it bang Throw in your brain inside Trouble we gon' let it bang Throw in your brain inside Four I'm in this bitch with the gang. I'm in this bitch with the gang. I'm in this bitch with the gang. Tell we gon' let it bang. Trouble, we gon' let it bang. Go in your brain inside. Trouble, we gon' let it bang. Go in your brain inside. You niggas gon' end up in a hurry. You niggas gon' end up in a dirt. Different trenches had to make it work. And these four niggas just gon' make it work. Oh, 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 oh,
enemy arms. Hold us an enemy arms. Take down the enemy's army. Take down the enemy's army. Hold us an enemy's arms. Hold us an enemy's arms.